Hey, hey, welcome back to the Americans panel, everybody, on After Buzz. And we got some tears for fears waiting for you. And we got a few tears to shed on this double uh, coverage of two episodes on Rafifi and uh, Harvest. I'm shedding a tear right now. Hang on. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yeah, listen to this. Tears for fears. All use 80s head fans, 80s heads, 80s music. They say it was the best. I like the 90s, I like the 70s, but you can't mess with the 80s either, that new wave. And this song, Ideas uh, for Opiates, it's all about the lies we tell. And we're going to get into some deep lies tonight. All the muck and the backbiting and the deaths and just the cost, the deep cost that goes on in this wonderful story. Our boy Jeff is in the house. He's the engineer. I'll say hello because it's just us two this week, Al. How's it going, guys? It's going good. Big just fan of my, uh, my Al Gregg and my Alina Vision. Hey, we couldn't do it without Jeff. And um, yeah, so, oh, shout out to Alina. Can't forget the lovely and talented Alina, my better half. Um, she couldn't make it tonight, but we're going to send her a shout out. Your boy Al G is going to hold it down. I'm going to do my best. I've never really, well, never ever done a solo show, so this will be my first time, but I'm just going to have some fun with it. You guys bear with me, and uh, we're going to do it like we always do it every week. Welcome, everybody. We're going to cover two episodes tonight. We're going to cover episode six and episode seven. Uh, sorry we didn't make last week, but we're here for you tonight no matter what. My boy Jeff's going to be supporting me uh, up in the booth, and we're going to do this thing like we always do. By the way, people, the Americans, I always say I love this episode. I love that episode, but this is undoubtedly probably like one of my favorite shows right up there, and I'm going back to other shows, probably right up there with like Breaking Bad or uh, uh, like um, Game of Thrones. Just seminal, seminal television. And it's not just because it's a cool spy thing. It's just, oh man, it's character driven and you're rooting for the characters. And I don't know if you guys have been following the little discussion on the internet, but poor Elizabeth, she has been on a moral decline and she's getting a lot of hate out there on the internets. So I'm curious to what you guys think. And um, with that said, let's just jump into... Uh, Episode six, Rafifi, the first one. Oh man, it opened up with uh, Philip and uh, not Philip with um, Stan and Dennis at the FBI, and they're having this back and forth. And uh, Dennis comes to pull Stan out to have a meeting, and Stan immediately kind of like takes a couple of digs because he doesn't want to go back to that same department. As we know, Stan has been um, he's been transferred. You know, he likes working with drug dealers and killers and all that and, and a-holes, according to him, uh, because those guys, I guess, he knows what they are. Maybe perhaps they deserve to die. They deserve to be punished. But here he's seeing families die. He's broken up about the death. We learn later about the, um, about the family that was killed in front of their child. Uh, oh, and so when Dennis pulls him out, Stan's kind of ribbing him like, okay, yeah, this is the worst department in the world to work for. And then him and uh, Dennis have all this tension. It's kind of like this standoff in the elevator. And then 
who comes trucking in? The little robot, the male robot kind of like breaks in and like kind of shows the divide between them. But at the same time, it's really humorous, man. That thing is so wonky. It's like pre-R2-D2 days. But um, it kind of breaks the tension at the same time. That's the one thing Dennis and Stan can agree on because I guess, you know, there's been a lot of tension in that relationship. Anyway, Dennis takes him down to the office and he tells him all about the new uh, the new uh guy they're studying, the new foreign Russian, the illegal, who they know is a spy. It's a guy called Harvest. And uh, Stan, of course, is ready to get rid of all this whole thing. He's done with it, but Dennis manages to convince him by telling him how close they are, how how close they are. They've got this guy, his like MO mapped out. They've got good intel on him. They're learning all of his ways and his means of communication. And he's like, so Dennis is able to basically real uh, stand back in like, you know, we're almost there. We're almost there. It'll all be worth it. We're closing the net. So Stan gets uh, dragged back in. Now, the interesting part about that scene is that we know Stan has always been the one who just had, unlike, I guess like, um, I guess like Philip. Deep down inside, he's the kind of one who's more in touch with his emotions. And you know how he gave that uh, great speech at, at Thanksgiving as far Well, it's very, um, it's kind of propaganda-ish, but from his point of view, working for the federal government and seeing all the deaths that he sees, he, he knows that this, uh, this war that's going on, this Cold War, it has a lot of casualties. They're playing for keeps, both sides, and they've lost a lot on both sides. So Stan is really kind of sick of, uh, sick of the cost and sick of the... Uh, the total of um, all these deaths. But uh, we're going to find out later on, Dennis, I don't know, maybe he has a slight change of point of view too. I'm just going to tease that for later. With that said, um, Philip picks up uh, Henry from school. Remember, Henry's coming home, and Henry starts getting to this whole thing about Dad, you know, I'm going to get a summer job and I'm going to earn some extra money because we know the uh, previous week, uh, Philip had told Henry about, you know, he may not be able to afford the tuition tuition for the university. So he comes in guns blazing. Go, Henry, man. He comes in. Dad, I'm getting a summer job. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I know that might not be everything, but there's one more thing I want to introduce you to this guy. He's a great businessman and it doesn't matter to him that your business is failing. And it's like, Whoa, gut punch to Philip. His son actually inferred that he was failing or that his business is failing. And I could just see Philip's heart drop for that one moment. He loves Henry. He's doing all he can. But the last thing you want to hear from your kid is that, hey, you should talk to this other guy because you're failing at the business you do now. So Philip ego struck, deflated. He doesn't agree from the jump to go and uh, take this guy's advice. But I think... uh, Henry is really good at reeling him in. He's like, not only like, not only can you talk to this guy, he's a good businessman, you can take his advice, he's successful, he's had businesses fail, but he also tells him, hey, the guy's kind of rich, and you might be able to use him as a client, you know, at the travel agency. <laughs> like, whoa, uh, Henry's covering all bases. So at that point, uh, Philip agrees to, well, he agrees to think about it, which is a step forward, but my heart went out to him. I'm wondering how you guys feel about that, but like when a kid comes to you and basically saying, you're not doing your job, or inferring that, you know, that's the way a parent's going to take it, is that they're not doing a job of uh, 
taking care of their family. And he comes up with all these multiple ways of, uh, you know, try to get them some uh, financial help. And it, while I like Henry and it shows how sharp he is and just kind of how uh, determined, it's just like, man, Philip must be feeling like a broken man. I think he is a broken man. Let's just say it right out. Let's say it straight up. Philip is a broken man. I think he recognized his, his, uh, his emotional state well enough to stop getting involved with the whole spy business for taking a break from that, which I love because he got a chance to concentrate on more of his human side and his life side and go for the American dream, which he also finds out, you know, is uh, not quite the dream that everybody thought it was. But at least he knows who he is. And I think that's the big thing between him and Elizabeth. Elizabeth has been on this moral decline. We saw how she took out the couple in front of her kids. We saw how um, she, the week before that, you know, uh, she shot the people and the, uh, all the guards in the last heist when she's trying to go get the censor. And the week before, like, she strangled somebody. So she just seems to be really cold and really dark. Like, what's going on with her? I was reading on the Internet, like, people were like, we're done with Elizabeth. She's just dead. She's just dead to us. We can't even root for her. I know I said something like that last week, just more that I was um, more pulling for Philip because he was empathetic but man elizabeth she's cold she's cold and i don't know maybe it's um maybe it's more she does she know who she is more than philip or does she still value family but could she really value family that much if she's uh just grooming Paige like she is knowing that everything is going to be facing her knowing the pitfalls and knowing the danger and at the same time still that's what bugs me about uh elizabeth she's uh She's basically mentoring Paige into this, uh, this uh, spy lifestyle, but she's still holding back. She's not telling her about, you know, about the times you'll have to sleep with somebody you don't like as an asset. She's not telling her about the times that, you know, not only uh, you'll have to uh, kill the enemy, but as we find out, you might have to, uh, you know, take out your own man at a certain point. Anyway, so I, it's, it's a whole mixed bag with Elizabeth, and um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, moving on. Oh, um, Peter tries to bond with uh, Henry by taking him out to, uh, they're going to do this race car thing. And I don't know if you guys remember, but when I was a little kid, there were these little like race tracks, plastic tracks that you would uh, <laughs> fasten together. And then you put the little car, it's kind of like a Hot Wheel, but it was a Hot Wheel or something with some kind of like uh, electric uh, wire that would connect to the actual uh the actual track anyway through this little current you push this little button and the little current would like propel the cars forward if you guys know the name of that you know you're bringing me back to my child please let me know but anyway they go to a place where they're actually playing that game in a group and they're talking and philip's kind of listening to uh henry talk about what's going on and he keeps messing up on the track he uh Philip keeps crashing his car until finally he erupts he just goes he drops the f-bomb like bow F in front of everybody. And it's one of those moments where everybody's looking at him. Even, you know, Henry's like, Dad, uh, are you okay? And that film, I mean, uh, that moment is obviously symbolic about how close uh, Philip is to, lose, to losing it. How stressed he is out. And as we learn later on, here's, a, here's a, what I love about how the, how the consistency between the characters um, if you guys remember uh, the gentleman that worked for the uh, that worked for the travel company, I'll think of his name later on. But uh, the guy with an accent who he, he's kind of like had that whole back and forth with, forth with about um, 
about the client that he dished, uh, that Philip dished off to him. And then the client went away and they've had this whole kind of like weird thing. And But you could tell they care about each other. Then uh, Philip calls him in to his office. And bear with me, guys, because I'm going to get this guy's name later. But Philip brings him into the office and he has to fly. Stavos. Stavos, that's his name. <laughs> he calls Stavos into the office and he actually has to fire him. But what made the uh, scene so compelling was... Uh, Salvo is uh, Estavos is originally looking at Philip like, "How you doing? You know, Mr. Jennings, are are you okay? All I see is stress on your face." And and Philip's trying to get to you know like these words about how he's gonna like can this guy. And he's like, "Yeah, well, I know you've been with us for so long, but um, we're starting to look at you know who's not pulling his weight." And Estavos is like, "Wait, you're firing me?" And it's like, oh, just another blow, because we know Philip takes that stuff to heart. He actually considered Stavos a friend, and Stavos considered him his friend, and it's obvious because he knows him. He knows Philip is, uh, is, uh, is under a great deal of stress, and he knows this stuff on his mind. Probably everybody knows this stuff on Philip's mind at this point in time, and we're going to see more about that later. All right. Let us go to uh, Elizabeth's top digs by the way there's been a couple i just have to point these out she tells philip um when um when he finally uh goes to her and said and this is actually the beginning of the episode he tells philip tells elizabeth that yo i'm not gonna do the thing with kimmy forget about it elizabeth is like of course like well you were never gonna do it in the first place and he's like, no, of course I wasn't. As an audience member, we're hip to the fact that we've he saw him go through the motions, go with Kimmy. He didn't want to sleep with Kimmy. He had to sleep with Kimmy. You know, uh, was sent there to kind of um, to basically like prod her to go through this Russian comp- to this Russian uh, uh, Russian country as a side trip from her trip in Greece. And uh, Philip's like, yeah, if you do this, blah blah blah, you know, and I'll come and meet you. Come to find out, Elizabeth is like, well, you know what? The only reason you wanted to see Kimmy is because you wanted to screw her because you're not getting any here at home from me. I'm hip to your game. And I was like, whoa, major dig by Elizabeth. And she's got a few of those, man. And I don't know, those of you, uh, if you guys remember that uh, the previous episode where she basically sleeps with Philip. She hasn't slept with him in a long time. That's how bad their relationship is. She sleeps with Philip, and you think, okay, they're finally having this tender moment. You know, they've been at odds, all this tension. Uh, all this space, this big wall between them. And the next morning, and Philip was like, oh, spry, like, ready to go. I got some coffee. You want some coffee here? How you been? How's everything? You know, they just had a, you know, a nice night. Then she hits him with the, I need you to do this thing for with Kimmy. So that was kind of a blow. And I think maybe that was kind of like when Philip, you could see that I don't think... I think he knew that he was probably done with this life. We don't necessarily know if he's got one more mission left in him uh, as uh, they left us for this uh, cliffhanger um, at the end. But I think what I saw in those in his eyes after she said that, he was like, wow, she doesn't even get it. She doesn't even get the cost. So it's a uh, it's a really scary point. Meanwhile, Elizabeth is actually assigned by Claudia, her Russian handler, to uh, actually go extract this guy Harvest. Now let's back up. It t- they keep going be- uh, back and forth between the uh, the Fed's office, you know, with uh, Stan and Dennis, and going back and forth, uh, obviously with the uh, Elizabeth in this mission she's planning for. But she gets assigned to extract the Russian asset, their guy, who's basically in trouble. The very guy 
Harvest, codename Harvest, that the feds were watching and Stan and uh, uh, Dennis were talking about. And so it's one of those things where uh, uh, Dennis was telling Stan, as you recall, we got this guy. We're all over him. We learned everything about him. And when you, it's funny to hear it from the flip side because Claudia, the handler, uh, handler relays to Philip that, yo, you know, he knows they're on him, that the noose is tight and we got to get him out of here. He knows he's being tracked. So it's. Oh, man, just uh, how things come full circle in this story. And you're waiting for it. That's the thing about this show. You're waiting for things to come full circle with Stan and the Jennings. We're waiting to see, like, these Russian spies. We're waiting to see, uh, you know, just everything just kind of blow up in a big incestuous hot mess. By the way, this character Harvest seems really interesting, interesting as a side note. Um, they say, you know, they say he's illegal and illegal, obviously, and illegal, uh, and he's got all these fake IDs, he's paid everything in cash, they had to go back and look through his utility bills, he's bought two cars all in cash, and they're going through the auto buys, and so I just think, I don't know, the character's really interesting, and the way Harvest is able to uh, get uh, dialed in a little bit is because he actually he actually found an engineer that worked at the... Uh, at the sensor company, remember the building, the sensor company? He actually found a guy that works there, seduced the guy, slept with him, and just got all this information. And it was just only a matter of time when, uh, I guess, Dennis's people pull him in and they realize, you know, like, yo, this guy flipped on everything, just, you know, like a dime. So anybody that can make somebody flip like that, I'm anxious to see and I'm anxious to know more about. All right. Which Jenning kid? Okay, now I'm skipping ahead to predictions. Let me go to uh, one thing first. Philip develops intel for Oleg. If you guys recall, that we're still talking about in Rafifi, uh, the way Oleg and uh, Philip would, co- would uh, communicate, you know, they do these little drops. Um, I forget where it was the week before, but on Rafifi, it's this little um, drop they do, literally like with a fake brick or a fake piece of the wall, where one person walks by, you know, drops a little note in, the other person picks it up. So, Philip, after going through a all of Elizabeth's stuffs at the end of uh, toward the end of the episode, and we see, and he's actually, as we know, been kind of giving Oleg uh, information on his own wife the whole time. But toward the end of the episode, he uh, drops this information, everything the latest he's learned about his wife, what Elizabeth is doing, and then we see Oleg come and like pull out the little fake brick, grab the note. And this is like where I love the Americans. This is when the show is at its best. He pulls out like some, some brute by Fabergé, you know, some, uh, I don't know, uh, some uh, aftershave. And he proceeds to use the aftershave and make this mixture, which basically reveals like this invisible ink that Philip had left the letter in. Oh, man, I'm so excited. Uh, I just, I love that whole, like, cloak and dagger, gadgety stuff. But anyway, even on top of that, so once Oleg starts deciphering the letter, uh, he sees that it's actually in code, and then he has to pull out the whole key for the code. So, you know, just I just love that, all that espionage, uh, old-school spy stuff. With that said, it leads us toward the end of the episode, and I almost gave it away, but I'm glad I didn't. This is where Elizabeth... Uh, makes another one of her cracks. I told you about the first crack about, oh, you only slept with Kimmy because you're, you know, because I'm not giving it to you. But then she, once she finds out about this mission where she has to go uh, extract harvest in Chicago, she says, yeah, it's, that, it's good to actually, or basically, I have to get somebody out, somebody who actually cares. Dig, super dig at her own husband, man. So uh, uh, she's on one, man. Elizabeth is on one, and 
I don't know. I'm just wondering, is there any more light left in there? Is there any more heart left in there? Not only the way she talks to her husband and I don't know, perhaps, you know, her side is that she feels abandoned. I'm sure she feels abandoned by him, too, at the same time. And which kind of works things out in the end. So she goes to uh, she leaves town. She goes to Chicago. Uh, We find out that uh, uh, Henry's bummed because she's leaving while he's on vacation. But he's actually used to that. And Henry gets a call. He actually gets a call from Elizabeth at the end of the episode. And she's like, hi, how are you? How's school? Do you have a girlfriend? And, you know, uh, uh, Henry's going along with it. And we can tell that this new mission in Chicago is really weighing on Elizabeth's mind. It's a tight mission. It's going to be tight. When she was planning with Marilyn, you could see that uh, things are going to get really close. Um, And whenever somebody says something like that, I'm always somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to die. So um, the minute that uh, Henry reveals to Philip, his dad, that Elizabeth called called him, Philip immediately knows that uh, she was concerned. Something's up. Because on top of being like, okay, the fact that Elizabeth called him out of town to speak to her son, and poor Henry's like, she never calls me. She never pays any attention to me. She never asks me about my school. And I was like, oh, man, I was like so hurt for the kid. But there you go. Wah, wah, wah. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, and poor Henry. And thank God for his relationship with uh, Stan. We're going we're gonna to get to that later. But, Philip, we know he loves uh, Elizabeth through the bottom of his heart. He doesn't want to do the spy thing anymore because the toll is too great. But because he realized that she made that call, that something's up. So he kind of rifles, rifles through her stuff, trying to figure out what's going on. Then he calls her up. I think from a pay phone, and he's like, okay, well, you know, I'm the same selfish a-hole you accused me of being, but basically I want to help. And, of course, Elizabeth's so full of pride, she's like, no, 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 I'm not asking you, I'm not asking you. But she does reveal that the, that it's going to be a really tight squeeze, it's going to be a tough mission. But she, it, this is, oh, man, she must be a Scorpio because I'm a Scorpio and I said stuff like this. Elizabeth says, yes, I could use somebody else, but for the record, I'm not asking I'm like, that's your husband. It's okay. <laughs> your husband slash spy. These guys have been together, you know, since they were like teenagers and stuff. But wow, man, there's another one of uh, Elizabeth's like just just brutal moments. Or just me. That's the way I took it. I was like, okay, man, this guy can't win for losing. But um, Elizabeth, we start to see her human side in the next episode. But this is a good time to take a break between episodes as we've been having so much fun. Let's talk about more fun you can have uh, with Maria Menounos and her podcast, ladies and gentlemen. How you like that transition? Want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life? For those who do, have we got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition, is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Maria's the big boss. She's doing a great job with us. We all couldn't be here without Maria. And obviously, she has a lot of good advice about life. And uh, I don't know. I'm tuning in as a guy. It'll be like the second time I've tuned in. Conversation with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let Maria know it was us that sent you there. 
Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. Check it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, strap in. We're ready for the, uh, the next episode. We're ready for episode seven. We're ready for Harvest. And as you guys can guess, this episode uh, is obviously focused on, like, how they're going to extract this guy Harvest or is the FBI going to get him before uh, Elizabeth does. So, Philip, it starts out, Philip, uh, he agrees to go to uh, Chicago to meet with Elizabeth. Of course, he's got on, like, his funky spy, you know, mustache or whatever. Typical, uh, typical Philip, you know, like, 80s uh, swag. And he meets up with her. She's glad to see him. She wanted the support. And the first thing, which is really, uh, man, Philip, I, I always say touchy-feely Philip. Instead of the first thing saying, like, okay, you know, I'm great to see you. I'm here for you. We know all this is, uh, you know, is on his mind as well as the strain. But the first thing, he's, he says something to the fact that basically I can't do this anymore. I can't keep going back to, to this again. And in my mind, well, it might be true, Philip, it's not exactly like the smartest thing to start out with, you know, when you're going to like save somebody's ASS and then you tell them, you know, you're really kind of like how torn you are and like how you hate this. Anyway, that was just another signal that we know stuff is going to go bad. Uh, Definitely foreshadowing. And I don't know, Philip, sometimes I think while we talk about he's uh, good at expressing his emotions, I think sometimes he kind of runs his mouth a little too much. And I think that was one of those points. All right. Top of the episode. Uh, the uh, before we get to before we get to um, Philip and Elizabeth, the show has the opening with Stan and Philip and Henry. Henry's over Uncle uh, Stan's house. I never heard that before. Uncle Stan, uh, which is what uh, uh, Henry refers to him. But uh, Henry's over Uncle Stan's house. Uh, just kind of doing what he does, watches television, and uh, Henry's feeding him up. Uh, Stan is feeding him leftovers from uh, Thanksgiving. We realize, you know, we're still coming out of Thanksgiving, the big patriotic speech he gave. And before you know it, Philip gets the, uh, he, is, he has come in, and this is after he just got off the phone with Elizabeth. He's come in and he's like, has to break the news that he can't take that he can't be with Henry, can't spend any more time with him. This is like uh, Thanksgiving vacation, the time they're supposed to bond. His mom doesn't spend any time with him, but at least, you know, Philip makes the effort, and he's already going to have to, like, break this down. So before he talks to, uh, actually, Henry, he talks to Stan, and, you know, Stan, uh, Stan hits him with the, you're my best friend, I know you, you can trust me. Philip gives him, the, and, which is, again, it's like, Ironic how everybody knows Philip's understrained, whether you're asset, opponent, friend, neighbor across the street. Everybody knows something's going on with Philip. It's just getting heavier and heavier on him. So uh, when um, Stan reaches out, Philip basically says, yeah, yeah, you know, typical stuff, you know, the blase, blase line. Then Stan hits him with, no, I think it's worse. There's something you're not telling me. So... Philip, of course, tries to, you know, give him the little, uh, I guess, the little deflection, which kind of works. He kind of tells a truthful lie. He says, yeah, you know, my business is going under and I don't know what to do. And, and, you know, like that would break any man or make anybody, you know, feel anxious and, uh, you know, just about how they're going to survive their livelihood, which I thought was going to be good enough. So Philip did a very convincing job of relaying, you know, that he's still obviously emotionally wrecked just about something else. It's almost like he's kind of like transferring the same thing, you know. 
know, while the business is a wreck, I think he knows that the spy world is a wreck, basically. So he's telling the truth, just uh, just using coded language. But Stan, don't buy it for a minute. Stan is like, yeah, but not only is there something you're not telling me, I think you're involved in something. Bing! Nails it! Stan finally calls him on it. And the great thing about it was, this whole time, you got... Uh, uh, Philip and Elizabeth Jennings living across from the uh, this FBI guy, uh, uh, Stan. Of course, they develop, you know, this really cool relationship. Stan is like a, basically like a, a surrogate father to their son. He's the one who's like willing to, you know, like sit with him, talk with him, you know, play ball with him, watch TV with him and jokes and eat pizza because his parents are too busy, you know, out there, you know, doing work at the end of the night. But Stan's like, look, he's like. I've seen you. Well, he didn't say I've seen you, but he knows because he's observing because he's an FBI guy. He's like, look, you know, if you're coming in at three in the morning every other night, this can't be regular work. That's why. And and it was it was the best tell in anything else. The whole time they think they're getting over on Stan. No, you're not getting over on Stan. Stan's no pushover. He's good at what he does. And he knows there's something up with you guys. And I'm sure it's probably been this kind of like nagging thing with him till he finally got the motivation to say it. And I think him seeing uh, uh, Philip uh, have to counsel on their son again, I think that led him to co- finally come out with it. And as suspected, the good thing about Stan, Stan's like, you're my friend. It'll be between me and you. I can help you, which I honestly feel. But I don't know if Stan could really stand the inf- Stan Stan. I don't know if Stan could stand the information. Uh, yeah, yo, me and my wife are spies. We're Russian spies, and we've been playing you and everybody around you. We're responsible for all these deaths. I don't think Stan could take that as much as he loves him. Anyway, it would be interesting to see. And I'm the guy who's always thought that, you know, even if um, there was, uh, even if Stan discovered uh, the truth about Philip and uh, Elizabeth. I'm the person who always thought that, okay, Stan, he loves them, and he really loves Philip, that even that wouldn't necessarily, I don't know, totally turn uh, him against them. I don't know. He might not even turn them in because that's how much he cares for that family, and that's how much he cares for Philip and Henry especially. But you're kind of pushing it to the limit, you know, when, uh, when you're the couple who's, like, dropping bodies left and right. And that's the thing, I think, um, well, we'll see about that. Let me tease that because that's the thing that's going to uh, really stick out later on. All right. So. Oh, Elizabeth unites with Philip. We talked about how uh, Philip uh, uh, took the plane right over there and that the mission was going to be tight. And uh, they really. Oh, and then. uh uh, Elizabeth finally opens up to him a, a little bit about the mission. She's like, look, this is connected to this thing for, that I've been working on for Mexico. And he's like, well, tell me more, tell me more. He just wants to be included besides, like, the tactical side. He just wants to know what's going on as usual. And obviously uh, uh, Elizabeth is very cagey. But uh, Elizabeth reveals, besides the fact that his, you know, it's connected to this Mexican thing, which is not a big reveal. You know, she still doesn't tell him what the actual, actual mission is. She says, I can't be caught, and they gave me this. Bam, bust out the side, and I'd peel. And that was a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I'm sure, well, you know Philip can't imagine. He can't even imagine that his wife would, would kill herself or just willing to kill herself to go that deep just because of a mission. And the, but the thing, though, 
we know as an audience, and probably Philip in the back of his head, he probably knows already that this is something that she's down to do and she's willing to do. We always talk about how Elizabeth's the ride or die, and she's literally ready to give her life. I always thought I always thought that she would, but you'd hope that never come down to like her literally committing suicide, getting give uh ending her own life just to save the mission because her instructions from Mexico is that she can't get caught, she can't get arrested, and that whole notion of like can't being can't getting not being able to get caught, not being able to get arrested, not to be able to uh, leave this recognizable body, you know, behind whatever. It's uh, it's a factor that keeps coming up. So obviously that Philip is crushed. He's kind of revolted and he tries to get the pill back from her. You know, give it to me. Give me the pill, which is around her neck. And she's like, no, I'm not doing it. Just so you know, I'm not doing it. So a line is drawn in the stand in the sand. At least Philip knows what's going on a little bit more with her. But back to uh, their planning. We, we already hear the name uh, Hank, uh, Marilyn, and the other guy's name escapes me. Oh, Norm. Those are like the three, uh, I guess, like the uh, assistant spies that we always see them with. Hank, Norm, and Marilyn. Marilyn's the blonde lady. Uh, so we cut to them uh, getting ready for the mission. And they're going to um, be tracking this guy, Harvest, and try to get him out of here. Okay, the mission, the big mission. Ladies and gentlemen, I gotta say, one of the things that the Americans does super well is uh, is crafting these great mission sequences. And when we talk about these mission sequences, we're talking about whenever they're gonna um, do some James Bond like heist or whatever, or or a, a spy lick, as I call it. They're gonna hit a lick. So it's usually uh, it's usually um, accompanied by a great musical score. Um, let me give you an example. Like the week before, uh, previous to Rafifi, when uh, Elizabeth goes into the warehouse and she's trying to get the sensors, it's like, you know, it's completely dark. You can't see anything. You hear her feet. You, you see like, you know, like a close up on, uh, you know, her like ski mask or whatever. Bam. You see a light pop, you know, just burst out in the dark. She shot out the lights and everything goes black again. Then you cut to her, you know, her eyes under the stairwell. Then you see the feet of the security guards running. Just one of those like really well crafted sequences that uh, just just that keeps you on the edge of your seat visually. And not only did this sequence top that, it took it a little further. And let me tell you why. Philip goes to get these uh, day workers uh, in this uh, van that he's uh, that he's hired. He goes and gets the day workers. Um, I guess they're thinking they're going to do some construction work for him. Then he picks up Elizabeth once she does uh, the little, once he gets the little two walkie-talkie clicks. I love that, by the way, that where they're not saying anything, but just the click of the static. Okay, you know, it's time for something. So they pick up Elizabeth. Now, they got a tail because we know the FBI is following them. So... Wow, okay. Let me wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. So with the three minutes left, they have a shootout. The, uh, the Fed's car pulls up to them. They have a shootout, and Marilyn gets shot, but Harvest is in the back. After they've extracted him, he's managed to put down both of the Feds. He's a gangster, man. That's why I love this guy, Harvest. His, his rep is really interesting. So he kills the two Feds, and, uh, but Marilyn is shot. And what we find out is they can't leave her body behind as proof. So how do they take it to another level? Philip has to cut off her hands 
and her head decapitate her so they can't have this body be recognized. And that's just like a new low in the show, man, just of how far they have to go. And uh, Philip does the deal. He, you know, he axes her off. They dump her head in the river. Next thing you know, they're going back home. And Elizabeth is, uh, you know, sketching again on the plane. That's like the, the bananas part about me. She still, you know, is able to like, you know, to return to like, you know, the semi-normal state of mind of doing sketches, something she learned from this sickly woman that she's taking care of. So we'll wrap it up with this. One of the things she learns in her sketching lessons as she goes back to be the, uh, uh, the caretaker is that, not only uh, do you draw what you see, but you have to inject yourself in it to truly get out of your own way for self-discovery. If you're really going to kind of have like a, a spiritual or kind of like human experience. And that's where they leave it. That's where they leave it. Elizabeth is finally going to get a spiritual and like human experience. And with that, she checks on uh, uh, Philip one more time. She's like, I got to go on another mission. You know, she goes to talk to uh, she goes to talk to uh uh, her daughter, Paige, she's like, Paige, either you're in or out. Your father can't take this. He, Well, basically, he shouldn't have done this because it's not what he wanted to do for his whole entire life. He wasn't ready to give his life, so he should have never done it. He was about your age. So if you're going to jump into this, you have to like jump into it with both feet. Be prepared to lose friends, lives, and your own, possibly in the end. Bingo. All right. So, um, yeah, thanks for hanging in with me, guys. I'm just going to throw out a, a couple of... Uh, Predictions as my boy Jeff rolls me in. Predictions. Predictions. Yeah. All right. So we talked about uh, Stan getting uh, possibly uh, ambushed or even shot by Elizabeth. But I think that's going to be the thing that really flips Philip because, uh, again, we talk about Philip and Stan love each other. But because Elizabeth doesn't think like that, she's willing to pop him in a second. But I think if she does that, if and when she does that, that's when, like, you know, Elizabeth has officially pushed her, pushed him over the edge. Uh, side note, we've always been warning about which Jennings kid is going to go down first. Is it going to be uh, is it going to be Paige uh, trying to freelance too much? Uh, and try to, you know, anticipate things too much and jump in before she's ready? Or is it going to be poor, innocent Henry, who's, like, done nothing? We just totally want to see the best for him. Last note, um, quick people, was it the same intern that that, uh, that uh, Elizabeth followed in Rafifi? Was that the same intern that uh, Paige had slept with, or was it a different one? I couldn't really tell, but maybe you guys can help me out in the chat. But uh, I don't know, man. Things are getting wicked. Can't get any worse, and uh, the violence is coming to a bloody end. Thanks for joining us, everybody. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.